It's another episode of the Read It Made Me Do It show, and I'm really excited for today. So if you missed last week's episode where I interviewed Erin King all about big deal energy and what it is and how it affects your business, then like stop and go back. <laughs> you don't have to, but I suggest that you do because I'm pulling out my favorite part of that interview and diving deep into that today. So what are we talking about? Well, in last week's episode, we talked about leveling up, leveling up in your business, leveling up in your life, and how it involves audacity and Aaron's definition of audacity and what it really means. But it's all tied to valuing yourself. So how do you value yourself in a way that will allow you to keep moving the needle forward on what matters most? And that all links to being yourself. The only way to level up is by showing up, shining bright, being big, being, according to Aaron, audacious, owning your big deal energy. But you can only do that if you really value yourself. But here's where the message out there gets a little murky. (laughs) If people aren't shining bright, if people aren't playing big, if people aren't showing up in that way, people kind of automatically jump to, well, you need to build your confidence or I must lack confidence. I have to build my confidence so that I can show up brightly, so that I can play big. But as you might have heard Aaron and I talk about last week, (laughs) we both are in agreement that we don't actually think it's a lack of confidence. It's not a lack of confidence. It's keeping most people from playing big, being big, shining bright. Because think about it. I I would imagine if you look at the goals that you have, the things you've accomplished, the ideas that you have for the future, you already embody a pretty big amount of confidence. And most of the people we know They have confidence. That's not what they're lacking. What it is, right, that's holding them back is that they care more about what other people think than what they think. And that doesn't always stem from a lack of confidence. And that's what I'm going to dive into today. So how can you do this? How can you kind of get out of your own way? How can you move past worrying what other people think or, or rather? Let me clarify that because we said this last week too. It's not about not caring what other people think. It's a normal thing to care about what other people think. But how do you move past that in a way that you care about what you think and what's important to you more than you care about how other people will react to it? So if it's not a lack of confidence, what is it a lack of or what is it? that is causing you to hang so much on other people's opinions to the point of you holding back, of you not showing up as your full, authentic self, you hiding in the shadows, not shining brightly, and how do you move out of the way so that you can get everything that you want, the impact, the influence, the clients, the revenue, the opportunities, and so much more? Well, that's what we're talking about on today's episode of the Rita Made Me Do It show. Because of Rita, I got on the news. Because of Rita, I had 15 speaking engagements last year. Because of Rita, I've become a six-figure business owner. Because, because, of, Rita, because of Rita, I've, I've doubled my revenue by doubling my clients. I'm Rita. 
business strategist, speaker, and success coach. Also known as the gal who went on 35 dates in 35 days and vlogged all about it. And this is the Rita Mimi Do It Show, where every week I bring you the real information about what it takes to go all in on your dreams so that you can build a profitable business and live a positive life. Some weeks I'll have a guest and others it'll be just you and me, like we're out on my deck sharing a bottle of wine. The conversation, yeah, it'll be that real. So owning your big deal energy really means about allowing yourself to shine brightly. The definition of shining brightly is being authentic and being okay with it and being comfortable and being confident, being seen as your authentic self fully. But the key here is being seen. So what we're really talking about is how to claim your place in the spotlight because claiming your place in the spotlight is what is going to allow you to level up. But I think we have a misconception about what being in the spotlight means, and that's what we're going to talk about today, because it's about more than being seen. And people really, really struggle with this, right? People really struggle around being the face of their business or being seen by other people, whether it's relationships or business or family or more or your career or whatever. We can insert anything. This is something people really struggle with. And we're going to go into why and we're going to go into what you need to do about it. But ultimately, this is what people want. And it's not because it's, hey, look at me, look at me, I'm in the spotlight. But it's because of everything that it brings. You want, I mean, when you really think about it, at the end of the day, if you own your own business, or even if you're listening and you don't own your own business, whatever your situation is, even in a relationship, right? You you guys know, (laughs) I can't get away from talking about dating and business and how they relate and all of that. So don't worry, that's going to happen today. So again, as always, for everyone who's single, you get bonuses when you listen to my episodes, right? But ultimately, you want to be seen. You want your work to be seen. You want your contributions to be seen. You want your effort to be seen. But that requires vulnerability, right? That requires vulnerability that comes along with allowing you to be seen. Because if you want your work to be seen, if you want your efforts, if you want your contribution to be seen and realized, that means you have to be seen and you have to be realized. So how do you do that? How do you show up as your complete, authentic self in a way that will allow the work that you're doing and the contributions that you're making to be seen? Because that success, whatever success looks like for you, right? That success, that influence, and truly the impact. That's why as entrepreneurs, you're in business, sure, for the impact that it can make in your own life. But there are other ways that you can get money, that you can live the freedom and a flexible lifestyle if you looked for it. So entrepreneurship does more than that. It creates this impact and ripple effect on the lives of others. So success and influence and impact and reach, that all only happens when you're being your authentic self. That's what you're going to learn today. That's what you're going to hear. You can't have that level of success and impact and reach if you're not being your authentic self. But again, showing up as you requires a great deal of vulnerability. But you're, you're desiring it. We all are. We have a desire to feel connected to other people, to feel valued, to feel understood. But for you to be connected, 
for you to be valued, for you to be understood, you have to be who you really are. So this whole episode, this whole conversation that we're having really requires a mindset shift in what being in the spotlight means. So here's what I want you to kind of take out of your mind. Here's what it's not. It's not, look at me, look at me. I'm so important. And what I do is so, so, so worthy of being seen by everybody. I mean, it might be, but that's not the leading thought. So it's not, look at me, that's like kind of rooted in a place of narcissism or egotism, or is that a word, egotism? Egotistical, egotisticalism, (laughs) whatever it is. It's not about ego. It's not about narcissism. It's not, I'm great. I need all eyes on me, right? It's not about that. That is really the mindset that makes you uncomfortable with it all. But here's what it is about. Here is what being in the spotlight really is. If you are in the spotlight, then other people can see not you, but the gifts, the talents, the work that you're doing. In fact, the only way for people to know the gifts that you have and the talents that you have and how you're using those gifts and talents to do work that improves the lives of other people is by being in the spotlight. So being in the spotlight is about helping others. It is not about helping yourself. And that is the first mindset shift to have to be able to effectively kind of like walk along with me through this conversation. And a lot of this for a lot of my audience, right? This is rooted in, I mean, it's rooted in so much and our upbringing and everything, but I'm going to focus like I always do on corporate America, because corporate America really is what has created the struggles for most of my clients. Most of my clients who are starting businesses are starting so after having a career of some kind. They've uh, they, they've worked their way up a corporate ladder. They really found out what they love doing. They really value the talents, the strengths, the skills that they have. They want more freedom to do it their way. They want a bigger impact than their company will allow them to have. But When they were in their corporate life, they were not the face of the company. They were important. They were doing important work, but they were not the face of the company. And so they have, once they come into entrepreneurship, this extreme hesitation around getting visible. In fact, in Clubhouse the other day, I was leading a room and a woman came up and she was like emphatic. I do not want to be the face of my company. Like being the face of the company would be a bad thing. And she's like, even if I'm not the face of my company, I still don't want my face to be seen. I don't want to be in the spotlight. Those were kind of her exact words. And that's what's leading me to talk about this today. So there's this extreme hesitation around getting visible. And that's because, right, once you shift over from corporate America, it's like whatever resulted from the actions you took in corporate America weren't about you in your mind, right? So if you did a thing for your company and the results were not achieved that were hoped for, you didn't personalize that. It wasn't anything about you. It was about the company. (laughs) It was about something the company was doing, right? It wasn't like directly related to you as a person. But when you shift over to entrepreneurship, especially as a single member LLC, a solo, Uh, entrepreneur, a sole proprietor, solopreneur, whatever title you want to give yourself. But when you shift over, now there is this belief that whatever happens 
whatever stems or results from being visible, that is directly about you. Although nothing's changed, the only thing that's changed is that you're working for your own business instead of the business of another person. But you've heard me talk about this before. It's because we tangle. Once we start our own business, we really tangle ourselves up with being the business. And we don't see the business as a separate thing from us, which is easier to do when it's not our business. When we're working for another company, another employer that is not our own, it's like, oh, well, I'm me. And that's the company. (laughs) This is who I am. And this is what the company wants. This is what I'm doing. But here's what the company is doing. And although that situation is the exact same when you start your own business, because you are not your business, you own a business. I, I have said this a million times. You are not your business. You own a business, right? But It's harder to see that when it's your business. Suddenly now it's, oh, but I am my business. And so everything that's happening is happening to me and it is about me. And because you have this like subtle shift in your mindset, it creates a really big impact from owning that mindset. So you have a hesitation around being in the spotlight. You have a hesitation around getting visible because suddenly everything that happens from that is quote unquote about you, right? And you're not used to being in the spotlight. You're not used to having to do that. So your brain isn't used to having to separate that. So you're not immune to this. Like it happened to me too. In fact, I'll I'll share a story. I don't know if I've actually shared this on my podcast or not. I think maybe in ways I have, but anyway, it doesn't mean you've heard it. And even if you've heard it before, it's probably a great story. You're going to love to hear again. But when I first started my business, I mean, I hid in the shadows, definitely. And I hid behind my company. And I 100% know it's what stemmed from corporate America, from my life as a lawyer and working for law firms and working, you know, as an in-house counsel for a company. I got very used to being able to not stand out, to not rock the boat, to get my work done and get things done, but not necessarily have to be seen. In fact, that's kind of what was preferred. And also, what was ingrained in me as being professional. I always say that when I um, when I left the law to become a dating coach, right, I had a lot of like internal struggles around viewing that as a professional career because it's just not the standard. It's not what's taught to you as being a professional. I took a lot of slack from people I knew both in and out of the legal community who thought I had just gone bonkers leaving this quote unquote professional job to be a dating coach. And so I was already internally struggling with feeling professional about my decision. So it made sense that coming from corporate America and then already struggling with this decision that I was going to hide behind whatever I could hide behind because I had a lot of hesitation around being seen because I wasn't totally comfortable myself with what I was doing. And so when I started my business, I hid behind my company. So I was a lawyer, for those of you who don't know, like I said, working for law firms, and I went in-house, and that was like a whole 13-year thing. And then I quit my business. And I quit my business, and for a stint, I was kind of named Rita Goodrow Coaching while I was figuring stuff out. But then I, I landed on the name Women's Business Garden. In fact, I had like logos, I had branding done, and it was very much like at Women's Business Garden, we 
cultivate community and we bloom business and we grow ideas and all of this stuff, right? But I kept saying, at Women's Business Garden, we, at Women's Business Garden, we, oh, here in Women's Business Garden, we, dot, dot, dot. I felt like no one would take me seriously if it was just me. So that was part of how I hid in my own business and hid behind my business is I kept saying we when there wasn't a we, there was a me, right? Just me. That's all. So I guess royal we, is that the definition of royal we? But there was just me. Um, But I hid behind a logo. I mean, you didn't see my face. You saw the logo of WBG, of Women's Business Garden. I don't think for a while you ever saw my face associated with Women's Business Garden. And I never really mentioned my name much. And I never even really talked about myself much. Now, on top of that, when I had clients who were working with me under Women's Business Garden, they had wins when they would say, hey, Rita, I got this speaking opportunity. Hey, Rita, I started making $10,000 consistent revenue a month. Like, hey, Rita, um, I signed a new client. Hey, Rita, oh my goodness, I got this media opportunity or my book just got published, whatever it was. I definitely celebrated the crap out of their wins. <laughs> In fact, I still do. But when I celebrated them, it was always way to go. You did it. And they're like, no, 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 Rita, I couldn't do it without you. And I would push back on that so, so hard. I would be like, no, I had nothing to do. (laughs) I had absolutely nothing to do with this win. This was all you. You showed up for yourself. You did the thing. It's all you. And they would push back and I would push back harder, right? Because I had trouble taking any credit for my part in it. But, you know, looking back at that, and I, I know now, And I knew then I just had trouble vocalizing it. I 100% had a part in that success. I just couldn't own it because I couldn't take any little bit of the spotlight. I had trouble being in the spotlight. But when I took my place, when I embraced this new mindset that we're going to talk about, because we're going to go through like a couple of iterations of a mindset to get to what it really is. And it might be surprising to you, but when I finally did it, When I took my place in the spotlight, which I was able to do because I cultivated this new mindset, everything changed. Everything changed in my business. I mean, my business name changed. I'm not saying you have to change your name of your business to your name, but my business name went to Rita Made Me Do It, LLC. You know, the programs that I offered, the way I structured them, what I called them, that changed how I served people, how I talked about what I did, what I served people with, how I did that, the value that I gave to my clients, the value I was able to give to my clients because of all of the opportunities that were coming in. That was all because of the new mindset that allowed me to step into the spotlight in a way that I never had before. And the tug Right, the tug that was happening to me and the tug that I see happening to my clients and the tug that may be happening to you is this feeling that owning the spotlight in the way that we traditionally think about it is selfish. And what I challenge you to go into this episode with today is that it's not. It's actually selfless. Owning the spotlight, claiming the spotlight, owning your part in what is happening is the least selfish thing that you can do. I mean, your success, your accomplishments, the opportunities that you've been presented with, you know, that's all what's necessary 
for you to step into new circles of people. So then your connections, all of this, your success, your accomplishments, the opportunities, the people you know, allow you to provide more value and reach more people. It really truly is all about what you're giving and not what you're getting. It's about growing what you're able to do so that you can grow your community, which allows you to grow your impact. But that's really scary. It's really vulnerable to allow yourself to be in that space. And it's really terrifying to take risks and be held accountable for taking those risks. And that's exactly what you're doing when you own the spotlight. You are saying, okay, I'm taking risks here, but the spotlight means I'm also being held accountable. Like I'm willing to be held accountable for everything that I'm doing to make this ripple effect happen with the impact that I'm putting out into the world. But see, that's exactly what's selfless, not selfish is holding that accountability, holding that space and saying, I am putting myself here at risk in a place of fear, in a place of vulnerability for you to be able to help you, whoever you happens to be, so that I can do more good work. But the good work isn't for the sake of doing good work. Doing good work is for the sake of the impact that it's going to have on other people. And so that's really what I want you to see. That's what we're talking about. How do you step into the spotlight? Why aren't you able to do it? What's happening? And part of the reason is this feeling of it's selfish versus it's selfless, that somehow being in the spotlight is about you when really it has nothing to do with you. It's a necessary piece of what has to happen for you to help other people. And so we're going to go into this in next week's episode of the Read and Mimi Do It show, it is a break it down episode where I just, there's no, this is the philosophy behind it. This is like, what is it? What's happening? Why is it happening? Why does it matter? And what can we start doing to move past it? But then in next week's episode, there is no philosophy. There is no why, because you heard it in this episode. I jump right in and give you step-by-step exercises and things that you can do to own your spotlight now so that you have a bigger impact and so that you serve more people immediately. So next week, it's going to get real technical, tangible, right? Action oriented. So don't worry about that. But today, like what I do want you to think about is to be able to do all of this, to move from that place of thinking that it's selfish to it being selfless, from it being about you to being about other people, you really have to identify your purpose and why for being an entrepreneur. And I don't mean, why did you decide to own your own business? We're tying it back to something we've talked about in past episodes, which is why this business? Why are you doing the work that you're doing? What is your purpose for that work? What is your why for that work? Because if you can't take up the space, if you can't like, absorb the light, if you can't shine bright, and then take that and use it to advance that purpose and advance that why, then all it is is fewer people you're going to be able to help, right? And fewer people you're going to be able to impact, which moves you away from what you're wanting. So you really have to be able to connect with that why for the work that you're doing and the impact that that work has on other people. Because once you connect with that, (laughs) like once you connect with, okay, this is the impact for other people. Here's what 
me owning these gifts and these strengths, me taking these opportunities and these connections and using them in this way allows me to do not for me, but for other people, which is a place of service, right? But if people don't see you, if people don't know that you exist, if they don't know what you stand for, if they don't know what you bring to the table, and if they're not hearing this consistently and frequently enough to build a relationship with you, to build a level of trust in you, then how are you even ever going to be able to fulfill that service? How are you even going to be able to provide that service? You're not, right? So no one is getting helped when you stay hidden. No one is getting helped when you stay in the shadows. And what that means is everybody is struggling. And if you leave everybody struggling because you don't want to feel quote unquote uncomfortable, then you are a 100% (laughs) being selfish. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's really important that we embrace this mindset of service and selflessness to allow you to see your importance and what you're really doing by being in the spotlight and what you're not doing. So are you getting visible? But are you getting visible in a way that feels good to you? Are you claiming your expert status in a way that really aligns with your values, right? Because all getting in the spotlight is about more than just being in the light. It's about more than people knowing your name and just going, oh, there's Rita. (laughs) Rita's a business strategist and her company name is this. Like, that's not going to get me anywhere. Or, oh, there's Rita again. Oh, I know her. That's a girl that does a thing. She helps businesses. Like, that's not going to allow me to have the impact that I want to have. And it's not going to allow me to show up in the way I need to with the consistency and frequency that I need to to do all of these things. So it's about more than just getting in the spotlight. And so that's what we're going to keep diving into, but also what we're going to talk about in detail next week. But I want you to kind of, if you haven't written anything down or noted anything from this episode, it's the only way that I can help people is if people know that I exist. And not only that, they have to know that I exist, but they have to know what I exist for. What's my purpose? And how am I fulfilling that purpose? So they have to know, yes, that my business exists, but they have to know why my business exists, what purpose my business exists for, and how my business fulfills that purpose. But it's not enough to just know that once. They have to hear that in a variety of different ways. They have to hear that with a number of time, in a number of times, with a frequency level, right? And I mean like a consistency and frequency level that allows them to over time pull everything they need to trust it and to feel like they understand it and know it so that they're ready to do the next thing so that I'm able to provide the service or product that is going to impact and change their life so that they have a transformation. But that transformation also creates an impact and a ripple effect that creates an even bigger transformation in the world, right? So the place to start with this, guys, is that reverse engineering exercise. And we've come to this over and over and over and over again. But really stop and think about, what do I want my life to look like? What do I want to have happen in my life? And then what has to happen in my business in order for me to feel good about the life I'm living? So I don't just mean like, what foods are you eating and where are you going? Although, yes, having a business can absolutely help you do that. But I'm thinking more, what is important to you when you're 80 years old? Right? We come back to that question from Power Sheets all the time. What will be important to you when you're 80 years old, when you're 90 years old, and how can your business 
connect to that. So for what is important, right, those end goals for your life, then how can your business support those end goals? And what does that mean the end goals are for your business? And once you know what the end goals are for your business, then what has to happen in order for those end goals of your business to be realized? And you can work through this exercise, but one of the things you are all gonna have on your sheet, every single one of you, is the only way that the end goals of your business can be met so that the end goals of your life can be realized is if you are seen. You have to be seen. And this is what starts stirring up and triggering those fingers of, but I don't want to be salesy and I don't want to be pushy. I don't want to brag. It's not right to toot your own horn. I don't want to be prideful, right? This is like um the other day. I think I really set somebody off the other day, guys. I did a post about, you know, for a while I was doing some Friday posts. I need to get back to them. But I was doing like Friday, Friday posts, but about my clients. Like here, here's an amazing client or here are the accomplishments of my clients. And so people are like, well, I can't do that. I can't toot my own horn. I can't say it was a great week. And here are all of the things that my clients achieved because of me. Right? Like, I can't say that because people will think that that's so gross, right? People will think that I'm, you know, claiming credit for something and people aren't going to like me. Or if I talk about this thing that I created, people might not like me. <laughs> or if I ask people to come to this thing or do this thing, people aren't going to like me, right? Really, it's what if I get seen and what people see is boring? What if I get seen? And people think what they're seeing is stupid. What if I get seen and people are annoyed by what they see? If they're bored, if they think I'm stupid, if they're annoyed by me, they're not going to like me. And if they don't like me, then everybody's going to leave me. So you see like the circle that you stay stuck in, which is, okay, to have the life I want to have, but more importantly, to really have the business that I want to have and meet all of those impact goals that I have in my business, one thing that must happen universally is I have to be seen. But if I'm seen, people might be bored, they might be turned off, they might be annoyed, they might think poorly about me. And if that's true, they're not going to like me and everyone's going to leave me. So instead of being seen, I'm going to hide. But we we just talked about how hiding in the shadows means nobody's seeing you so nobody's being helped. So how do you move past it? How do you it's how do you move past this fear? I guess we can call it a fear of rejection, right? Because the fear isn't a fear of being salesy. So people are like, I'm afraid I'll be too salesy. I'm afraid I'll be pushy. I'm afraid I'll brag. Right? No, people aren't afraid of that. They're afraid of what could result from that. So how do you move past all of that fear of rejection and not being like? right? So it's it's not the fear of salesy. It's not the fear of pushy. It's not the fear of bragging. It's a fear of, I don't want people to reject me, right? Like it's not even a fear of, I don't want people. It's a fear of people rejecting you and not liking you. So how do you move past that concern? How do you move past the concern about people not rejecting you and not liking you? I think the first place to start to be able to move past this is with compassion. You know, you really have to learn how to develop compassion for yourself, understanding that we are all afraid of rejection. We are all afraid of not being liked. So really tapping in 
to what Erin King was talking about in last week's episode. I think we do hear too much. Just don't worry about what other people think. It's not good to worry about other people's opinions. Like, don't worry about it. Don't give any concern to it. And that makes us feel in some way that we're wrong, that we're wrong for caring, that we're wrong for having a concern. So first, own that it's okay. It's okay to care about what other people think. In fact, go as far as Aaron said in the last episode. It's important and imperative that you care what other people think. But you have to be able to be able to care. Did that make sense? You have to be able to be able to care about it and not let that keep you from action. I think one of the first ways to do that is to own it. We're all afraid of rejection. We all have this concern about not being liked. Number one, because if you take that as baseline, then you're not going to beat yourself up for doing something wrong and feeling like, well, why am I back here again? Right? Like I hear this from clients all the time. It's kind of like, but Rita, I did the work. I did the work to not be afraid of rejection. Yet here I am afraid of rejection again. So what's wrong with me? When will I have fixed it? When will I not care about it? And they stay like stuck on this idea that I'm doing something wrong because I'm not fixing this problem. And that keeps them stuck instead of moving forward. But the minute that they own it and say, well, wait a minute, it's never going to be fixed. Like this is always going to be a thing. It's always going to be a thing I have. I'm always going to be afraid of rejection. I'm always going to be worried about not being liked right? when they give themselves that baseline and say, oh, there's nothing wrong with me. (laughs) Like this is normal. This is the way it's supposed to be. Then it allows them to move past that to the next thing. And the next thing is really owning the concept that we've talked about before. And it's easy to say on paper again, next episode, guys, (laughs) next episode, I'm going to go into detail about how you can do this. But It's really then allowing yourself to move to the next level. But you can only move to the next level if you've given yourself that compassion of saying, nothing's wrong with me for worrying about what other people think. That's not a bad thing. That's not a wrong thing. It's a normal thing. So now that I can accept that, now I can focus on this piece. If everyone loves what you're doing, you're doing it wrong. (laughs) If everyone loves what you're doing, you're doing it wrong. Because if the end goal is to feel connected to people, Right? This is what we've said, to feel connected, to feel valued, to feel liked, right? That's the end goal for people. And if that's the end goal, then people have to know who you are really. You have to show up fully as you. And if you show up fully as you, not everyone's going to like you because it is literally impossible For anyone to like everyone or for everyone to be liked by everyone or for you to be liked by everyone, however you need to say that, it's impossible. So once we actually show up as ourselves, because we have opinions, right? You have opinions about things and those opinions aren't going to match every single person in the world. You have a unique personality And that personality is not going to be compatible with every single person's personality in the world. You have an individual way of moving through the world. And that's not going to match every single person out there's way of moving through the world. So to show up as you, fully, authentically you, you're going to have to share your opinions. You're going to have to let your personality be seen. You're going to have to move through the world in the way that you are designed to move through the world. So the minute you do that, you're not going to be liked by everybody, right? So if the end goal, though, 
is to feel connected, valued, and liked, then you have to do that because that's how the people who are meant to connect with you, whose opinions match yours, whose unique personality matches yours, whose way of, you know, moving through the world matches or is a compliment to yours. That's how they're going to find you. That's how they're going to see you. And so to find the right people, you're going to have to be that beacon. You're going to have to be that light, that lighthouse that is calling in the right ships, right? But it's also going to be pushing away the wrong ones until then you're just dark. You're just dark and nobody knows that you're there, like the dark lighthouse, right? And people are going to be crashing into all kinds of rocks because they don't even know. They don't even know that you exist. I don't know. Was that a good analogy? I have no idea. That was like, (laughs) that was an on the fly analogy, but you get what I mean. Some will love you and find joy with you and what you do and others won't, but that's okay because those others aren't a good fit and the ones who do find joy and love what you're doing, they're a great fit. But to get the great fit, they have to get you. And for you to be able to give that value that you want to give and have the impact that you want to give, I mean, you see how it all stems from showing up as who you really are. And if you're minimizing who you really are, because ultimately that's what we're really talking about. Shrinking, hiding, staying in the shadows, because we want to kind of like stomp out who we are. Because if we show anything about who we are, right, that is ultimately going to be what makes people not like us. And if people don't like us, right, then they're not going to be around us and they're going to leave our orbit. But the people who are in our orbit, when they don't know who we are, they're not really there for us. We really are still without connection, right? So if you're minimizing who you really are, because again, that's what you're doing when you say you don't want to be in the spotlight, then what you're doing is saying, I'm not going to share how I work. I'm not going to share what I'm passionate about. I'm not going to share how I help other people. I'm not going to talk about what I create, right? But if you don't, if you don't share it, if you don't say it, if you don't create it, you're never going to attract the people who it's a great fit for, But then, like I said, you're vaguely going to attract random people. So think about this lighthouse again, right? Like if you're a dark lighthouse, you're just all these boats are going to be in your orbit and around, but you're kind of wasting everybody's time because they don't really know where to land. They don't know to land with you. They don't really know not to land with you. And and when they do, if they do land with you and realize, oh, my gosh, wait a minute, this isn't the right place. This wasn't the right location for me to land. It just it completely wastes everybody's time, which again is the most selfish thing that you can do. You're wasting other people's time because you're afraid that not everybody will like you. But it will ultimately lead to the same place because if they think, well, maybe, maybe I'll work with her, maybe I'll hire her or buy her product or service, and then it's almost impossible to deliver without being you or to have a, even a product, right? It's packaged in a certain way. It performs in a certain way. The instructions are worded in a certain way. It's almost impossible to deliver anything without suddenly showing you. And at that moment, they're going to go, oh man, I made a mistake. This wasn't the right fit, right? This isn't the right fit product. It's not the right fit service. And they're still going to not like you. <laughs> they're still going to leave you, right? The only way to bring value is to share things that some people will not like so that you can be the light that attracts the right people. I mean, as a dating coach, right? As a dating coach, I saw this all the time. People were so worried about not turning people off and not alienating people. So they stayed so generic in their online dating profiles. I mean, I've shared this before, but if you're new, congratulations, right? Don't put this in your online dating profile. Um, 
I like to go out, but I also like to stay in. <laughs> I like to order food, and sometimes I like to cook it, and sometimes I like to eat it in a restaurant. I love to dress up, but I also like to wear a pair of jeans and flip-flops. Sometimes I like to go out, and other times I like to stay in. Sometimes I sit, and sometimes I stand. <laughs> sometimes I'm awake, and sometimes I'm asleep, right? You are absolutely saying nothing about you. And then people are like, well, why am I attracting all the wrong fit people? Why am I attracting all these random people? Why am I not finding my perfect partner or match. Well, because you didn't turn on the light. You didn't turn on the light that showcases who you really are. You're not standing in that spotlight. Well, it's the same with entrepreneurs. You know, think about it. I think my friend Esther Boykin always compares this. And I, you might have heard Esther on previous podcast episodes. But Esther always compares this to like vanilla ice cream. Sure, people like vanilla, but people are usually going to choose something else. People rarely get up in the middle of the night because they're craving vanilla ice cream so much that they have to go out and get it. And even if they do go out and bring home vanilla ice cream, they're usually putting sprinkles on it and <laughs> chocolate fudge and all kinds of stuff, right? Like, if you love vanilla, I am not. Please don't send me letters telling me the value of vanilla ice cream. This is just an example, guys. Got me some slack, right? And I said most people. Most people like vanilla, but will choose something else first that is shining a little brighter, that is really calling out to them. And it's the same with you. If you're not turning on that light and really showing up in a way that's going to alienate some people, you're going to be looked over. You're going to be looked over because you didn't bring anything that really highlighted and showcased your true skills, your true strengths, and your true ability to anyone. And so this is what creates that relationship. Like you have to showcase your specific skills, your specific strengths, your specific abilities that are different from other people's skills, strengths, and abilities when combined. I mean, sure, I'm not saying you're the only one, with a certain skill, and you're not the only one with a certain strength, right? But collectively, filtered through who you are and how you move through the world, it is unique. It is different. And that is going to be what resonates with people. You have to do that to attract. Otherwise, you're just not. So if you're holding back, you're going to stay surface level. And that's why you'll find that clients don't actually want to go deep with you. This is why when some people are like, hey, I have clients and like they bought my $3 thing, but they're not wanting to hire me. Hey, I have clients and they're like, oh, that sounds good, but they're not actually signing up for my program. Or yeah, I have people come into my room, but they're not like room. When I say room, like on Clubhouse, if you're not in Clubhouse, that's what it's called, right? Like an audio only platform. They, they come into my audio only discussion, but they're not participating or they'll come to my Instagram account, but they're not responding. They're not engaging that engagement, right? That's what we're going to call going deep. And if you're holding back and staying surface level, people aren't going to go deep with you because there's nowhere for them to dive into, right? And we live in a world of duality. We live in a world of duality. To have one thing, you have to have another. So to have people who love you, you're going to have to have people who hate you, right? To have people who resonate with you, you're going to have to alienate people. So I say this, I've said this before, I'll say it again, total permission to alienate people. 
total permission to alienate people because otherwise you're not going to resonate. So to do it, you have to get super specific about who you're helping and how you're helping them and the way that you do that and the process that you do that with all of this stuff. And you have to get super specific in any area of your life. I mean, we're talking about business, but I mean, in dating, everything, you're going to have to get super specific in a way that alienates and draws the right people to you. It's how you get the big clients, guys. It's how you get people who are really invested in you and your business and your mission. It's how you get your clients through to that transformation you're ultimately wanting them to have. Because if you're attracting service level clients, you might be getting clients. You might be getting people who sign up with you, who buy your product, who buy your service, who pay you, and all of that. You might be getting those people, right? But They're not having these big moments that you're like, oh, why aren't they having the transformation? Why aren't they having the experience that I really intended for them to have? And that's because you didn't attract the right person who was really invested and ready for it. But to go deep, to build that kind of relationship, to attract that kind of person, right? It requires things that have to happen over an amount of time. So it takes time for that type of a relationship to develop. It takes consistency and frequency of being in the spotlight so that your gifts and points of view and opinions and all of this stuff is showcased brightly to develop the relationship with the right people over the right amount of time so that they're ready to invest with you. And when you're worried about other people's opinions, when you're worried about rejection, right? Then you have to, if that's you, if you are worried about other people's opinions, if you are worried about being rejected, then it's a non-negotiable for you. You have to tap in and really understand how to move past it so that you're not the online dating profile person of, I like to laugh, but I also like to not laugh sometimes, right? That's not what we're going to do. We need to move past it. You have to not be scared to say what you're about. But what is it really? This is what I talked about at the beginning. I said, but guys, we're going to talk about this and go through a variety of mindsets to get to the real mindset. So I just want you to see the trajectory of how we got to where we are right now. So we started as, well, I don't want to be in the spotlight. That's a little too much. That's a little too braggy. That's a little too salesy. That's that's not what I want to do. I just want to help other people. I don't want to be selfish. I want to be selfless. And then we learned, okay, well, being in the spotlight is actually the least selfish thing that I can do. And not being in the spotlight is the most selfish thing that I can do. Okay, cool. So then why am I not getting in the spotlight? Why am I, why am I so worried about it? And we moved to a fear of rejection. And then it's like, well, why does rejection matter? Well, because I want to be liked. And so that's where we've been kind of hanging out, right? And this, how do you move past the idea of being concerned? about whether other people like you or not. Not that you don't care about it, like we've said, but how do you move past it? But now we're going to move a step further because I don't think it's really a fear of rejection or a fear of other people's opinions. I mean, it is, but it's rooted in something deeper than that. So if you just stop at the fear of rejection uh, or the, you know, people not liking you or whatever it is, you're not going to get to the real thing because why do you care? <laughs> why do you care if people reject you? Why do you care if people don't like you? That's the real question to ask because really at the end of the day, 
you not wanting to be in the spotlight, you not feeling comfortable being in the spotlight, you're not claiming your place in the spotlight in the way that we're talking about it right now is tied to scarcity, to a belief in scarcity. You are rooted in scarcity and lack. So even if you're like, no, I'm totally abundant, manifest all that, manifest all of it, like just manifest it all day. Let me just lather myself in that manifestation soap and manifest because there's plenty to manifest. Like if you're still holding on, right? to staying stuck. I'm not saying don't be concerned. We've already agreed it is normal to worry about other people's opinions. It is normal to be concerned about what other people think of you. But if that's still keeping you from sharing your opinions and your skills and your strengths and all of the things we've talked about, it is rooted in scarcity and lack. Because ultimately, what you're really kind of holding on to is this belief that if people leave you, If people say, I don't like you, if people don't want to be a part of your world anymore, there won't be more people to come in and take their place. There won't be a flow in of what has flowed out, right? And so in dating, I mean, it always looked like, well, okay, like, but there are 100 people on this dating site. I don't know any dating site (laughs) that only has 100 people on it, but you know what I mean. So it's kind of like, okay, there are 100 people on this dating site. And if I start getting no, if I send out all this stuff to people that really shows who I am and really like says, here's what I believe and here's the way I move through the world or whatever it is, I'm going to start getting no's. And if I get people saying, no, thanks, not really into that. No, thanks. Not good luck. No, like, oh, my gosh. But now I'm down to 50 people. And if those 50 people more say no, now I'm down to 30 and like, I'm eventually going to max it out and they're all going to be gone. All my opportunities for love are going to be gone, right? We're not thinking that there are more people out there who can flow into us, right? And so you have to really, really be truly in a mindset of faith and abundance because what that thought is, the ultimate root that is holding you back is I'm afraid to be seen because I'm afraid of rejection. But really, the reason that I'm afraid of rejection is because I don't believe that there's going to be more to come in and take the place of the people who rejected me. So if I find out that I alienated somebody, if I find out that I made someone mad, if I find out that someone doesn't like me, if I find out that I became a no, that someone doesn't want to hire me or work with me, then, oh, my goodness, there won't be more people to flow in to ultimately be those people. So this is where you have to start. You have to really learn what it means to embrace a full mindset of abundance. You have to understand what it really means to have that faith-based mindset that is a full-on abundance-based mindset, that there is plenty of everything. There's plenty of everything for you, but there's plenty of everything for everyone. And if you can really, really embrace this, then you will feel comfortable being your full, authentic self because you know, without a doubt, that all the right things will flow into you and all the wrong things will flow out. Here's what happens when you really are in that mindset of scarcity. You settle. You settle for breadcrumbs. You settle for relationships that aren't the right relationships for you. You settle for jobs that aren't the right jobs for you. You settle for clients that aren't the right clients for you. You settle for opportunities and work that aren't really the right opportunities or work for you because you feel like you have to grasp onto whatever comes your way. 
right? Because, okay, like, really, you're not in the spotlight enough in a way that we're talking about to attract everything you want and all of the right things that you want. So what's happening is you're attracting the less than, right? Which you don't really, really want, but you're going to settle for it. You're going to grab onto it and you're going to hold on to it. You're going to hold on to those breadcrumbs because you don't think anything else is coming. There is no more coming your way. So I better hold on to what is coming my way. And this like relationships, I think, are the number one place that this shows up the most, right? Oh my gosh, but this is a good enough relationship. What if I don't meet someone else? What if no one better comes along? What if this is what it is? And I let it go because I'm looking for something better. And I'm not talking about falling prey to the grass is always greener mentality. We'll talk about that in a future episode. But you know what I mean. You know when it's not the right fit and you know when it's coming from a fear-based, scarcity, lack-based place. And when that happens, that's when you're settling for things that aren't a good fit. And my friend Esther, to go back to Esther, she always says, look, we're looking for the freaking bakery, right? How do you get to the bakery? that just produces an unlimited amount of carbs for you. (laughs) Like, how do we get to that bakery, right? Well, you have to say a little more. If you're settling for breadcrumbs because you're not saying anything, because you're not really in the spotlight in this way that we've been talking about, then the only way to get a full slice of bread is to say more. The only way to get a loaf of bread is to say even more. And the only way to get to that bakery full of bread for you that will like sustain you and your community forever and ever is to say even, even more. Right. And that means you have to know here is what I bring to the table. And here's who I know is looking to join me in this process. And here's what I have to communicate and say so that I attract those people and they fully know and trust and have the relationship to go deep with me so that I'm able to help them in that way. And that means having the belief that the things you're looking for and all the things you're calling into your life, they're all available to you. In fact, that's like an affirmation or a mantra that you should say every day. Everything I want in my life, everything I'm looking for and everything I want and everything I want to call in, it's all available to me. Nothing is off limits. It is all available to me. It's out there and I can get it. It may require time and it may require patience as I move through that time, but it's all available to me. So that's a real shift, I think. That's a shift because we operate immediately from that place of there's not enough. There are only so many jobs. There are only so many dates. There are only so many minutes in a day. There's only our whole brain. I mean, again, this is another episode for another day has been wired to believe in lack. So you have to shift this fundamental view that what you're looking for is out there and it is available to you. It is already there and it is available to you. So then why would you not go after it if you really believed that? If you believed that what I want is out there and available to me and I will get it, then you would not hesitate to share all the things you need to share to be the light that attracts that to you. You wouldn't be afraid to be specific about what you say, who you're saying it to, how you're saying it, how you do it, communicating all of that. And it takes practice. It takes practice to do this. This is what we're going to talk about in next week's episode, the Break It Down episode, right? But you're going to have to practice being a little uncomfortable. You're going to have to practice putting yourself out there time and time again and communicating this so that the only way to get comfortable with something that makes you uncomfortable is doing it and being uncomfortable. I, I know we're always looking for a way to walk around the discomfort. How do I avoid discomfort? How can I get to the result with avoiding discomfort? Spoiler alert, you can't, right? 
So I'm going to leave you today with something that you can do this week between now or whenever you're listening to this and when you listen to the next episode so that you can start getting comfortable. The first thing is to practice gratitude, but not your traditional gratitude. I mean, yes, if you practice gratitude in the traditional way, I'm grateful for my house and I'm grateful for the sun and I'm grateful for nice weather and I'm grateful for my friends and I'm grateful for my clients and I'm grateful for the day and I'm grateful for the minutes. And, you know, like, see how easy it is to start falling into the gratitude? Yes, you do notice what's out there and you notice that you already have so much and like attracts like right? Similar things attract similar things. If you are in abundance, you will attract abundance. If you are in scarcity, you will attract scarcity. So if you already feel like you lack, like you don't have enough, that's all you're going to attract is more scarcity and more lack. So I'm grateful for allows you to step into abundance to say, wow, there's so much I already have. And there's so much I'm already grateful for, meaning you will attract more things that you're grateful for. But I want you to add this extra piece to it, which is I'm grateful for dot, 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 and I'm grateful that I dot, dot, dot. By adding that second piece, not only are you fully realizing the abundance that exists in your world, but you're putting yourself into the spotlight and linking you to what you're grateful for. So here's what I mean. I'm grateful for the sunrise, and I'm grateful that I get my butt up every morning at like 5.30 a.m. so I don't miss it year round right? Like, yes, there is a sunrise and it happens and I'm grateful for it. But the reason I see it and enjoy it is because of me. I play a role in that, right? What I want you to see is that you play a role in everything that you're grateful for in your life. I'm grateful for the friends I have and I'm grateful that I reach out and cultivate those relationships, right? I'm grateful for water and I'm grateful that I work hard to pay a water bill that allows me to drink clean water, I am grateful for, you know, I'm grateful for my health and I'm grateful that I eat nutritious food and work out to take care of my body. I am grateful for, you know, the, for nature and grateful that I get out and enjoy it and thank the world for its beauty, right? Do you see what I'm saying? Like you play a role in everything. You have to bring yourself into the spotlight in your life. Everything in your life that you're grateful for, you are a part of. You have done something to make it happen. And once you realize that, then you realize your importance in making even more happen. So this exercise will allow you to see how much there is and then what you did to make it happen and be okay with the fact that it involves you. It is okay that these things are happening and that they're in your life because of you which links you to feeling worthy. I am worthy of all of these things simply because I am, simply because I move through the world, simply because I exist, right? All of it. So that's what I want you to do every day. Every day, just practice that kind of gratitude. That's all between now and next week, right? Because next week, we're really gonna talk about getting in the spotlight in a way that allows you to claim your strengths and your skills, right? This right here, is the fundamental piece of that. Because this I'm grateful for and I'm grateful that I, that second piece of I'm grateful that I, is exactly what starts highlighting what those strengths and those skills are. And then next week, we're going to talk about using and highlighting those strengths and skills for the specific purpose. So I hope to start seeing you in the spotlight a little more. And if you struggle with this, you're going to listen to the next two episodes because next week, it's not about the what, 
It's not about the why. It's only about the how in a tangible, actionable, immediately implementable way so you can start claiming the spotlight, stepping into it, attracting all of the right people. And the episode after that's going to be live coaching around this. And you know, those are so valuable. So you do this and I'll see you next week on another episode of the Rita Mimi Do It Show. Hey, before you go, thank you for listening to my show. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please take a minute to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your podcasts and leave a review. It'll only take you a second, but it will help other people discover the Rita Mimi Do It Show. And my goal is to share this business boosting and life-changing content with as many people as possible. In fact, because I value your time so much, every month one reviewer will win a free coaching call with me. So if you want to get laser focused and go all in on the results that you most want in your business, then leave a review now. And then head on over to readamimidoit.com where you can find the show notes from today's episode. Oh, oh, oh.